Hey, Business Building Warrior, thanks for joining me for another episode today of Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim, and I've got some guests today. We didn't turn on the video camera, though, out of respect for their request for privacy, which is something we're more than willing to do. They didn't necessarily want their full names out there, the name of their business, their brand, and all of that. No need to invite competitors for what it is that they're doing specifically, although they do share very specific details on exactly how they're doing what they're doing in growing their business. But this is a neat story. It takes us through several years and fairly rapid succession of their growth, what they did at the beginning, some of the mistakes they made, how they found us, some of the things they learned, our coaching program, the Proven Amazon course. It's a beautiful family business that they've built There's even a really touching moment towards the end of the episode today. I wish I could show it to you because I was able to see them on screen. You won't be able to see this part because again, this is audio only today, but they were just expressing gratitude for this community, for what this business has meant to them, that they get to work together. They're building something that's thriving when they're looking around and seeing a lot of people struggling. It was a very emotional moment for them, for us. It was a really cool thing to see. But just a few notes before we jump in and and start the interview, a few things of interest for you possibly. They talk a lot about Humminbird today. It comes up quite a bit when we get to the part of their story where they're building their own brand. They start talking about needing help with brand registry on Amazon and getting a trademark lawyer and all of the things that went into doing it the right way. They talk about Humminbird. And of course, Humminbird is one of the businesses that my partner Nate and I run along with a handful of others on our team that helps you with all of that stuff. There'll be a link in the show notes, just like always, at silentgym.com. But when you hear Humminbird, that's what he's talking about. And also, he talks a lot about the importance of attending conferences and the value of the content at our live conferences. And we don't really mention it in the episode today, so I want to point it out. Hey, we record all of our conferences. And all of that content, our live conferences, we've had 10 of them now, it goes into the Proven Amazon course, the only course you need to get full access to all the content, the training, the modules, the guides, the resources, and our live events that have been captured and recorded. It's all there. ProvenAmazonCourse.com. For $29, you get in, you get it all. Day one, instant access, and you'll see it's a tremendous value. Keep paying 29 bucks a month if you want to keep it. It's kind of like having a Netflix of everything you'll ever need to grow and improve your Amazon business. Or you can have a one-time payment as well. That's a feature too. No need to dive too far into that. One of the things you'll notice today too is there's a, a fair bit of background noise. I don't think it's too distracting, but you'll hear in the background, they're at their warehouse and you'll hear things happening. They're installing shelves. They're getting inventory delivered. It's actually some really cool background noise in my opinion because that's that's the real world. So excuse the background noise. We're not all sitting in padded, comfortable studios with microphones. I'm actually at my house and it seems like every other time or so when I start a podcast, someone's cutting my grass or neighbors cutting the grass or firing up some loud equipment of some kind. So you can hear a little bit of that in the background. Again, I don't think it's too distracting, but I just wanted to point that out that we were aware and I think it's kind of cool. You know, this is real world, real life stuff. Now, these guys did talk about building a brand on this episode today. But this is an episode that's very newbie friendly because we, as we go through their story, they didn't start out building a brand. They actually started off with the very basic, simple strategies that we talk around here. We talk about so much and they built from there. They followed the path that we lay out for new sellers. 
and they've now grown to a seven-figure-plus business because they've stayed on the path that we've shown them, as so many other sellers have done. They graduated into private label at the right time, into building their own brand. And something I love about the brand they're building is it's not a new product. They're just piecing together popular products that Amazon's selling a ton of, and they're creating these unique bundles using the system that we talk about at provenbrandbuilding.com. Provenbrandbuilding.com. Newly launched course. If it's not out yet as I'm recording this, it will be very soon. That teaches you how to grab popular items that everybody's heard of and recognizes, stuff that's flying off the shelf, create a unique bundle that no one else can compete with. Get it brand registered so no one else can copy you. It's a really cool strategy. These guys are doing it. They're doing it in a really big way. And I think you're going to be excited to hear about that. They mentioned the services of Keystone today as well. That comes up. I'll put a link again in the show notes. Those are some great partners of ours that we're working with who provide the financial advisory role. They help with accounting. They help with all sorts of the things that we're just not necessarily all that great at ourselves, but we find the best partners. So they're not really necessarily just a sponsor. These are people we know, like, and trust. We're working with them ourselves. Their name comes up. Again, that's another example of a great link that's going to be in the show notes as I'm setting up today's episode. So let me see if there's anything else I need to point out here. I think you'll really enjoy, there's one other aspect of this today where uh, it's kind of a emotional moment as the two of them are talking about just what it means towards the end of the episode to be in business together, to be able to work together, to have a father and son relationship and their family dynamic, how it's improved their relationship and just the amount of gratitude they have for this community, for what the people of this community have taught them, the resources that we've brought to bear. They've been coaching students for a long time with us and just a really heartfelt, meaningful message. And just so you know, that's why I do what I do. Seeing those dads who are able to work with their kids, be home when they want to be home, have the flexibility of schedule, be able to spread what it is that we do to other people. They talk on you know two or three instances, some of which were captured on the recording and some weren't, of people that they've helped point in the right direction. Some people were ready to make huge, bad decisions on way too much inventory, going in way too deep on a private label brand without knowing what they're doing. And they've been able to steer those people in a good direction, thanks to what we do around here, and save them from a disaster. Because if you haven't heard me say it before, you've got about a 95% chance of failing if your first adventure on Amazon is trying to build your own unique brand, your own unique product. There's a lot of moving parts there. There's a better way. And these guys today illustrate it very well. So I'm going to get Jared and Tracy on the line again today. One last reminder, we're not going to use last names today. There's no video today. You're not going to get to see their product, but they describe it in a great amount of detail for you. So you can see just how simple this model really is and can be. So let's get them on the line today, along with, I didn't give enough recognition to their coach, who is actually our coaching director, Nate Bailey. We've been working together coming up on 17 years now. He's on the line today with us as well. So there's four of us, but it flows really well. Lots of good information packed in there and uh, like a big group hug there towards the end, which I thought was a pretty cool moment, a virtual group hug where we just really all showed a lot of appreciation for each other and, and the, the way that we've helped each other grow and build over the years. So God bless you, business building warrior. Sit back, enjoy this episode. It's on the longer side, but very much worth listening to. 
So Jared and Tracy, welcome to the show. Great to have you guys here. Thanks, Jim. It's actually an honor to be here. And it's, it's an honor for us to have had uh, our coach uh, open up the conversation to have you contact us. This is awesome. Yeah, it's great. We got Nate here on, on standby too. So between the four of us, I think we're going to have a great chat. But Tracy, why don't we just start with you, man? Tell us your story. Fill us in. Okay. Well, the story really begins back when the uh, economy collapsed in 2008, 2010. And um, all of a sudden, I found myself fighting in illegal foreclosure. And that journey went on for about five years. We prevailed, and that is an awesome thing to accomplish. And uh, then somebody came and tried to, st- to steal our house. And uh, that went all the way up to the Oregon Court of Appeals. And we prevailed again. And this was a really intense six years. And uh, when this was done, my wife looked at me and said, Tracy, this is totally your turn. What do you want to do? And so uh, my dream was to travel. And so we emerged from the court cases with enough to sell our houses, become debt-free, put a year's money in the bank, and we grabbed our backpacks and we set to travel the world. And I was going to be a travel blogger, right? And so long story is we traveled for four years in 26 countries. But after, after a year of that, we found ourselves in Hawaii taking care of um, my wife's uncle and aunt had passed away. And they had no children. And they had a house in Hilo, which is gorgeous. And so we handled their estate and rehabbed and flipped the property. and. That was all a good thing. But while I was there, I thought, well, you know, we've done this traveling. Why don't I learn to monetize the blog? And so I went down this rabbit hole and I got hold of this really famous travel blogger who has millions of of readers. and, And what she said was, you know, Tracy, if you really want to successfully monetize your blog, stop writing it. And I'm like, well, okay, that's counterintuitive. And she goes, and go learn and master e-commerce. And then once you've done that, come back to your blog and start writing. And I promise you, then you'll be successful in monetizing. And There's a lot of wisdom in that simple statement that she gave you. It sounds, <laughs> I like her without ever having met her because that is so good. Yeah, just the foundational elements of e-commerce that are just vital to no matter which direction you go. And once you have them, you can go many directions, right? I love it. And and before we move too far in your story, like, give me a highlight. I'm sure we could do two hours on that four years of travel, but like, what was a highlight? Like what country jumped out and surprised you and like still still sticks with you to this day? There's got to be something. Well, you know, a funny thing is, and I I think you'll appreciate that. Which one of your children, Jim, do you love the most? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, that's easy, but I'm not telling you. No, I get the point, man. Uh, yeah, it's just, yeah I'm sure the entire thing was was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. It's like I was born in Japan, and I I love Japan. And in the last phase of our journey, which I'll touch on more later, because it's critical to how we built our business. Jared and I were living and working in, in Chiang Mai, Thailand, and and we love Thailand and love Spain and. Love, love Peru. I mean, there's just so many parts of the journey. And, and I never thought that we would be landlocked with, with a warehouse and running a non-virtual business because for the first few years, our business was entirely online. 
it was totally virtual. But but anyway, if I can go back, I found myself looking at a niche website course, right? And so I, I bought this lady's course and I went through it and I said, well, I'm just building a website to sell stuff on Amazon. Why don't I just do Amazon? And so that was that was that first leap in, into Amazon. And so I did what everybody does. Well, not most people. I spent a lot of money for a course on how to do private label, right? And so we're living in Hawaii. This is after the first year of our travels and going for a walk in just this beautiful waterfront. Uh, our place is right next to the Carl Smith Park in, in Hilo. It's just gorgeous. And I'm, I call Jared and I have three sons and Jared's my middle son. And uh, he, he's always kind of been my business partner, right? And so I said like, Jared, there's this thing called Amazon. And I'm doing this private label course, but, but you might want to go look at this thing called retail arbitrage, right? And so I went down my direction and Jared actually took my advice <laughs> and went down this whole retail arbitrage rabbit hole. And um, after that, I went to, uh, I went to China and uh, we went to Iwu, my wife and I, we went to Guangzhou, went to the Canton Fair. Uh, I got a sourcing agent. Right. Interviewed a couple, found one that I just really, really loved, went and met his family, had, had us over for dinner. I mean, built the relationships like you should. And um, we were coming home about every six months, to check stuff out. And I came home with my wife for a visit and I found your podcast. And I was out for a walk with, with our dog. And I just remember there's like the biggest aha moment. Literally, I was ready to spend $30,000 on inventory. I had just gotten back, right? Super excited, super pumped. I had like done the research, done this course. I even met with the founder of the course who was leading a tour through China. It wasn't on his tour, his buying tour. I mean, it was just, I was all dialed in, Jim. And then I heard your podcast and I realized, I, I mean, literally my stomach sank to my feet and I realized I was making a critical mistake. There was something I had really omitted right and uh I, I literally i canceled everything i was about to do because i had not tested the inventory the way that what was the critical mistake you felt like you'd made at that point you and i think i know what the answer is you know we teach test small know your keywords you know do your research first before you jump it is that what you're talking about you felt like you hadn't yeah i was starting big without testing I was going to make the keywords fit my product instead of my product fitting my keywords. You know, I was about to become garage qualified, you know, and it was just like, I love that garage qualified. That just was not going to be the right way. And so we went out, uh, we, we went back on our, uh, on our world tour. And, uh, this time Jared went with us and, uh, Jared and I were like building side-by-side -side online arbitrage businesses. Before that, I was I was building my business. Oh, that's right. Tell, tell about that. I'm missing a big piece. Yeah. So he had called me when he was in Hawaii still. You know, have you heard of Amazon? There's this thing called FBA. You should, you should research it and see if it's something you might want to do. Because I had recently done one of those trips where, you know, you spend your savings and you go hostel to hostel. I did three months through South America, I got back and I'm just waiting tables. 
you know, wanting to get back on the road, feeling really down about, you know, okay, I can work for so long, save up, but then I'm just going to go travel again, come back. And I'm just going to be waiting tables again, trying to go on another adventure. And so he was like, this might be a better option for you. And so what I did, what most people my age would do is I went and got a YouTube education and I started building my business in my 200 square foot studio. And so at that point, you know, I'm doing online arbitrage. I'm doing retail arbitrage. You know, I'm going and I'm going into JCPenney on their like red, red deal. And then there's where there's like clearance and there's 50% off clearance. And then I'm going in with a 20% off coupon and I'm walking out. And at this time I was walking out with three, four carts full of bras because you can't be embarrassed when you're doing this. You know, I'm, I'm this right. guy by myself no shame. In, in the bra section. You can't have any shame. Leave, that, <laughs> leave, leave your shame at the door. Yeah. And uh, so my parents would come into my studio and I've got piles of bras and shoes and in my little, my queen size bed was my working table. And I'm just, you know, walling myself into my studio with retail arbitrage. You'd help him pack his bras for hours. It yeah. was the funniest thing. You know, we're, 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 we're taking, you know, price tags off. We're poly bagging and sticker in. And it was crazy, you know. And at some point I made the decision like, okay, I think I'm going to join you guys on the road. We need to, we need to really convert our business over to online only. You know, we found a, a really good prep center that we really liked here in town and spent a few months transitioning my business. But I started, you know, in 200 square feet. So, you know, people say, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the space. You know, I worked full time and had a 200 square foot studio. So, you know. What were some of the numbers, Jared? From Do you happen to remember? Like, if you spent $1,000 on inventory, you know, what oh, were you put I in was, the bank when it was all said and done? I was, I was finding bras after all my, the deals and the coupons and the points and everything. You know, sometimes I would spend $6 on a bra and I'd get 50 for it. That was really lucrative because I, I, I dialed into, this is the once a year sale that goes on. And so every, every year at that point, you know, I'd make sure I was back in the States so that when I knew that this sale was going to go on and they were clearing out all this inventory, I could get, get really good margins because I was making three, four, 500% ROIs on these. You know, a lot of people, they don't really know where to start. And it's really easy to get ungated in clothing. Yeah. Yeah. Clothing is great. And that's one of the areas too, where I know many members of our community still, you know, we don't encourage a lot of scanning of barcodes and standing there looking at one item at a time. You know, you can make good money with that, but that's kind of the lower level entry level selling strategy that we teach. It caps out, I think, if you really hustle like let's say it's a married couple and they're really hustling and that's what they do. 150,000 in the bank, maybe 200 if you're really good at it. And that's about the cap that I've ever seen. Maybe there's some people doing more than that. But it's a great way to prove that this stuff works. It's a phenomenal way to prove it. And so I'm always curious kind of what kind of numbers you were seeing, what kind of results you're getting. Like some of that inventory, if you couldn't sell it at the end of the day, you know, you got some leftovers and you know, what, what is the reality of that? It sounds like you were hitting it pretty hard. I definitely had times where I'd have to, to pull inventory out uh, just because it would be sitting there. Maybe Amazon hopped on the listing and I couldn't keep the price or the race to the bottom, which is something that every Amazon seller deals with at some point. 
And at that point, you know, you're pulling it out and you find a really great charity to donate it to and write it off as a tax deduction. I think the and, best part was that you were able to retire yourself from your job after just a couple months. Yeah, I think I think it was about four months of of working my other job before I left the job and committed to doing this on the road. At that point, I was doing only online arbitrage, same category. And I would find these great deals and I would have them shipped to the prep center and just manage manage the spreadsheet from you know coffee shops in Thailand. But the problem was is I got too reliant on one or two websites and their clearance deals. Sure. So when all of a sudden we, you know, the clearance deals dried up and maybe they changed their business a little bit, kind of left me in the dust a little bit. Yeah. With that model, it, it's a constant ongoing Easter egg hunt. You can't, you can't settle, right? You mentioned prep centers and we've got a, I think it's prep center network. We, I'll put a link in the show notes today so everyone can reference that. But it's a, it's a free list of all the prep centers. So you can live anywhere in the world and do what you just described. You can source online, have it sent to a prep partner who fulfills, who, who sends it into Amazon for you, gets it ready, polybags it, all of that. Oh, yeah. Um, it was amazing. You know, I would go to uh, meetups and game nights and stuff like that in Thailand. I, I would talk to people doing other business models, you know, whether it was their Shopify stores or teaching English or whatever it might be. And sometimes they'd be like, do you even work? <laughs> yeah. Because I'd go, I'd end up at the coffee shop with them and they'd be working. I get distracted because I got so reliant on just these few, few sites. I check the sites every couple of days and, and then I check my sales on Amazon. And that was great for a little while because my rent was $300 a month, including utilities. But if you really want to grow your business, that's not going to cut it. Yeah. What was your maximum like revenue it, it, with that model while you were there? Like, what was a really good month for you? A really good month for me was four or five thousand dollars a month in sales, and probably two to three of that was profit. Gotcha. And you were working. It sounds like about ten to fifteen hours a week, maybe, maybe more. Twenty, twenty-five. What was the? Maybe ten or twelve hours a week. Yeah, I got you. Okay. You know, Just to I, give people an idea of what's possible. And, and again, from anywhere in the world, that's a pretty attractive model compared to a lot of things other people are doing. There's a reason we talk about Amazon so much on this podcast. It's because that, there's just so many ways to do it. And that's only because I, I got complacent and a little bit lazy because I was having so much time. I was spending so much time living a life I loved. You know, I was spending more time going on on adventures and meeting people and eating amazing food and, and, and just experiencing where I was that my business kind of went on the back burner a little bit, but it's amazing what happens when you put it back on the front burner and you really put, put your attention on it. Since this is audio only, you know, for the list, the benefit of the listener, it's, you know, you're sitting there with your dad in your warehouse. That's the background noise we've heard. And you guys are doing this together now, and, and it's it's a pretty full time thing you're doing now to transition a little more to the modern, you know, current day. It's really full time. Uh, I just want to jump in for a second here. Is that after we were in this period of, of living and working together in um, in Chiang Mai, and our our condominiums were right across from the complex. We had this huge, beautiful saltwater pool that was right between us, and uh, we go to the coffee shops and just work together. But as that window was closing, I had bought a ticket to the uh, uh, to the CES, 
that was now it's to prove an Amazon conference. And um, that was the one that was in, in Indianapolis. Yes. And that's where I, we first met for the first time. Okay. And I'm sure that was like just a blur because I was, there were so many people at that conference and I had literally flown from Chiang Mai to Shanghai, to Seattle, to Las Vegas, to drop off my wife, to Indianapolis. It was like a 36-hour flight journey with no sleep. I got in at 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was afraid to fall asleep because I knew I was not going to wake up because I didn't want to miss the opening bell for the conference. That's incredible. I had no idea you'd done that to get there. And so I I pulled you aside, and and I shared briefly because honestly, it's just all a blur how that episode changed my life, right? And that there was so much to be gained from being at, at the conference. And um, just as a side note, I, I was also in Tampa and I was just so glad to make it to the, uh, to the one in Tampa because these conferences, Jim, as, as you say, are just simply invaluable. But what I got from that first one I went to in Indianapolis, and I think this is like 2018, was was I got coaching. And that was when I, I paid to to get coaching. And I remember just, just calling my wife and just getting the okay to spend the money on the coaching program. And we're married for, for 38 years. And uh, she goes, you know, you don't even need to ask me. You need to do for your business what, what you need to do. And I support you all the way. And so, you know, I, I got into the coaching program. And of course, that's why Nathan's here on the call today, because coaching is awesome, you know, but it was, it was a coaching journey for me. You know, I've had, I've had four coaches through, through this journey. And, and the first one didn't work out because it was just my fault. <laughs> You know, you know, people that want to, if they hire a maid, they want to clean their house first. I was so committed to showing up perfect. Yeah, that's a great analogy. For my coach. And then I wanted to save it until I really needed it. That's what I was about to say. So many people do that. They're like, okay, well, I got to really get things ready and in order. And I'm, you know, I'll get back to you in two or three months when I, when I really need some help. Like, no, that's, that's just not the way to, to maximize the experience. Yeah. So you're not alone in doing that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, and just for the record, my, my very first coach, which is a, a, a Kendall, he's awesome. I mean, what a great guy with so much to teach and so much to share. I just wasn't ready. I'm trying to think, uh, I think it's, uh, it's a karate kid. It's kind of silly to quote, but uh, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yeah. And Nathan says that all the time. He's nodding his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I just wasn't there yet. And so wax on, wax off. Yeah, yeah. And so Jared and I, the part that's missing in the story is that we would uh, get back to the states like every holiday and load up our Amazon store with like holiday treats, and we would really score big, you know, on Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. So we had come home to just like dial some things in. Then the pandemic hit. We, we had actually, speaking of coming back for the holidays, we had actually rented a trailer, put it on the back of our SUV, and we actually stopped at every Walmart, Fred Meyer, and Target for clearance toys between uh, Oregon and Las Vegas. 
And we filled that trailer and we filled the SUV to the brim with uh, RO toys for the Christmas season. Yeah. Yeah. And so pandemic hit. And so we shifted our business model. And what we do now is branded bundled wholesale grocery replants or for short, what do I say? Uh, BBWGR. (laughs) And so, you know, we can break that apart, but you know, when we first started, you know, the replants wasn't a word that, that we use often. But when I break down what we do, you know, our business is based upon bundles and wholesale and so and replants. And so it's branded bundled wholesale grocery replants. And so grocery became dominant because of the pandemic. And so in 2019, we had a small little grocery business. In 2020, Jared and I put our businesses together at the advice of Nathan, who's our amazing coach. And um, we came just shy of a million in sales in 2020. And we did that out of a one-car garage and a downstairs office. In a storage unit. And, and what were your margins for that? And just to give us a rough idea. Our margins then, uh, our, our net was around 10%. So we're on target this year doing 1.4, 1.5. And... So many, so many changes because we're building a huge infrastructure right now for a business. You know, our goal for 2022 is to break three and for 2023 to break five. And so we're laying the infrastructure uh, to do this right now. And we've, in January of this year, we broke out into our first warehouse. And then in March, we expanded. And then June 1st, we moved out into our present warehouse. And I, I want to give just a small plug. Uh, our landlord is Warehouse Exchange and they have a network across the country where they help corporations with huge warehouses sublet, right? So right now our warehouse is in a tiny corner of probably a hundred thousand square foot warehouse with 16 loading dock bays. And so they've sectioned us off into 4,000 square feet. But what's key for us is, is we have our own dedicated loading dock because we have a couple of suppliers that deliver to us in 53-foot semis that require that we have our, our own loading dock. Sure. That, that's hard to find for spaces less than 10 to 20,000 square feet. That's great. Yeah, warehouse exchange. I hadn't heard of them. I have a feeling that, that, that Nathan has. Let me just pause you guys. We've heard a good bit of your story and I'm excited to get into the next chapter and what you guys are building. But I know Nathan's been a coach for much of your journey on our team. You've had a few coaches from our team at this point, it sounds like. But Nathan, what parts of the story have we kind of cruised past or what are you eager to, to add to what we've heard so far? I love the, the part where you say fast forward to today, you know, yeah. because I mean, I don't see how you won't be breaking the three and four and even five million dollar mark coming into this because you're positioned really well. You've taken the time to build that foundation. You've figured out what you really like to do. And, and really what you're, you're in the stage of is now you're protecting it. You, you know, we can go out there and do things kind of haphazardly and it'll work and it'll work great. But you know, what happens when it doesn't work great or when it changes, or you have a bunch of copycats hopping on what you're doing and tanking it or Amazon, you know, hopping on and tanking it or, you know, intellectual property issues, brand issues. So 
I think one of the best moves you've made is to get yourself branded and start moving into that brand registry realm where it's starting to open up another side of Amazon to you that you haven't had access to. And you've had, you've had, you know, I mean, with any business, you're going to have, you know, trials and tribulations and adversity. That's actually how you know you're in business. But I guess, you know, with, with going through that process, what, what have you actually learned from that? Wow. Well, so many things. It's like, it's like, where do you, where do you start? I started the journey to get uh, brand registered two years ago. And uh, it wasn't until Nathan showed me the way that I actually got brand registered, which is like just this like huge jump. I was making it just just way too difficult to do this process. But one of the guys having a coach, you know, we had when you file for a trademark, there's this point where it's opened for um, for opposition, and a major billion dollar company, multi billion dollar company came after us and said, not only can you not have this trademark, but you can't have the domain and you can't have this. And you either totally capitulate everything or uh, or we're going to come after you in a really big way. And that was a really scary moment. So the first thing I did is I, uh, I sent this letter to a Nathan and it's like, help. So Nathan uh, referred me to um, the trademark IP attorney that that Humminbird uses. And I tell you what, from sheer panic to having a peaceful calm, having a really good attorney on board was just was just amazing. And so that allowed us to reach a amicable agreement with this corporation, where now we're in a, uh, a major rebrand with Humminbird, uh, working with, with Nathan, working with Michael Gray, and now we're building out brand new websites and really so excited. We finally transitioned to where we can do marketing on Facebook and Instagram and really have a, a really professional presence that's going to truly allow us to go multi-channel. And so, have it protected. And, and have it protected. You know, because that's the thing is you work so hard to build this business where at any time and, and just from outside of your periphery, you can't see it coming, but you're going to get hit with an adversity and if you don't have the creative solution, that's one of the things that I've always taken from Jim. You know, when we first met, we, we, we had all kinds of problems here, there, or whatever. And you always remind me, Nathan, there's a creative solution. I used to, you know, I'd, I'd get emotional about it. Oh man, this is happening. And then, you know, when, when you have that, that calm of, yeah, there'll be a creative solution. We'll figure this out. And that's kind of what we've had to do. And what I think is cool is the transition is that, you know, it's not just one brand. You're doing a couple brands with us, Right. And we're, you know, we're going down this path, but what we now have done is we've secured your listings. I mean, you know, that you have this big, huge multi-billion dollar corporation come along and say, ah, cease and desist. We don't want you selling any of that because it bears our name on it. And we don't like that. And we're going to contest your trademark and we want to shut you down. You go from that to now you're kind of dealing with them. And they're like, oh, now they realize that you're not just some guy off the street. You've got, you know, an IP attorney that's been around for 20 plus years that has massive other brands in his portfolio and they, they don't want to fight with you now. Now it's like, okay, can they backed up and you're now they're not opposing your trademark. We actually got the trademark through, yeah. Yeah. right? And then now we've started another brand so, so that we can shift some of these things around. So you're, you're, you're spread out, you know, and what we have, what we call this is we call this a house of brands approach That's where, cool. you know, a branded house would be like, 
Apple, right? Macintosh computers, you know, everything's the same, same color, iPhone, iTunes, iPod, iPad, you know, everything looks the same where a branded house is going to be the same. Exactly. But a house of brands allows you to put, let's say you're doing grocery over here, but let's say we want to move into another category and we can use that brand or we can set up a separate brand for it so that you can spread it out and, and not be subjective to hijackers, other people with other brands trying to cease and desist or take down your listing or you know having a problem with you. Now you can move forward with confidence. And it's not, and, and what's amazing about what you're doing is you're not selling your own private label. Going back to what you said, you're not buying things from China. What you're doing is you're finding other people's brands that you can bundle together put it in your own packaging that we're actually helping you create, which is, looks awesome, by the way. Yeah. And now it can be sold under your brand. And because of your unique product and your unique brand and the other products that you're adding to your your branded bundles, no one else can hop on that bundle and tank price or compete with you and not even Amazon. And you're protected. Not only are you protected from other people, but you're also protected from Amazon. So now you can move forward with confidence and build to that three to five million because you don't want to get there and leave anything to chance. It's scary stuff and people just don't consider it until it happens to them. And boy, you know, you lose sleep over that stuff. And and that's kind of what I'm so happy that we've been able to fix. You got 150 plus SKUs that need to be switched around to a different brand. And now you don't. Yeah. Pardon the brief interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. But I want to tell you about our latest sponsor, Selix.com. By the time you finish listening to this episode, a new competitor could have come on the scene and start selling on Amazon. How are you going to beat them? Well, having a great product may not be enough anymore. You need a great pay-per-click campaign as well. That's what Selix does, PPC analysis. That's why Selix has teamed up with leading global pay-per-click experts to create the best Amazon PPC evaluation tool in the industry. And it's available for free to listeners of this show if you go to Selix.com slash silent sales. That's Selix, S-E-L-L-I-C-S dot com slash silent sales. This evaluation tool is built on aggregated and anonymized Amazon PPC data representing over $2.5 billion in ad spend across 170,000 products. It's been tested a lot. Every month, you'll get an email that breaks down your advertising performance, compares it to the competition in your category, and shows you the exact changes you should make in order to improve any underperforming ASINs. This will help lower your ad spend. Plus, all listeners of this show who use the tool also qualify for a free bonus call with an expert, a PPC expert. That's a $400 value. So get your campaigns evaluated. Claim your call today for free by visiting sellix.com slash silent sales. That's S-E-L-L-I-C-S dot com slash silent sales. Let's get back to the show. And that's kind of what I, I'm so happy that we've been able to fix. You got 150 plus SKUs that need to be switched around to a different brand and now you don't. Yeah. And let me just interject here. I'm trying to listen to this episode through the ears of maybe a newer listener who's unfamiliar with what we do around here. And 
the private label course that you almost stepped into, Tracy, back when you first got started, they would have taught you to go down a very different road than what we're talking about right now. The road they would have sent you down is let's create a new product, a new mousetrap. The world has never seen before a new product that's all yours. And yes, that's an exciting adventure. But the part they don't tell you is it works out for about 5% of the people who attempt it if they're new. If you're brand new to selling online, you got about a 5% chance of that working out where you actually make money. The approach we're talking about here, and I want to hear your perspective on that too, but just to clarify for the listeners here, the perspective we're talking about here is we're finding stuff that's already selling like hotcakes. The basic training we give you, the replens model training is like, yeah, here's the stuff that's selling great. Let's create some unique bundles. And the magic is like Nathan just pointed out, no one else can compete with your bundle because we're going to drop it into your own registered brand and create maybe a unique box or a unique packaging of some kind or a unique add-on product. No one can compete with you now. So you're locked in. And once that has momentum, you're the only one selling it. So yeah, fill in any gaps we left out there, guys. So, you know, that's exactly right. And the thing that we do a little bit different is we'll just take ideas and then We'll go out and source it at the at the wholesaler manufacturer level, and then we go we go just just a little bit deeper than than most people will go on an item. But we're doing exactly exactly what you're saying, and just building more and more relationships with suppliers. Well, I think that's where it comes into play. Where I think it's kind of crazy when people you know just start Amazon and they jump right into a big private label product. You know, I always tell people when I'm talking to people about Amazon, you know, you kind of have to graduate. You know, when you first get in this, start with RA, learn retail arbitrage, and then, you know, learn online arbitrage, and then, you know, learn wholesale and replens and kind of work your way up so you've experienced and you know every part of the business. Because when you do retail arbitrage, you don't go a pallet deep, you go a couple item deep, and then you learn you learn what you're looking for on, on the keep a chart and then the helium 10 or whatever it is, you learn, you learn the keywords, you learn the signs that you're looking for. You learn, you learn what you're looking for in the history so that when you, as you graduate, you can make more educated and like good decisions. And, and now that we're, you know, a couple of years into this and we're, we're talking to manufacturers and we're talking to companies, we know, what's going to do well because we know the research that we've done is good. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing that we do differently is we don't shy away from, from Amazon. If Amazon's selling something and it's flying, I want to sell it too. Yeah. One thing too, to point out here, just really quickly and very simply, you're building a brand and you're not doing any private label at all. No, that's true. You're building a brand, but you're not doing private label. That's, that's the u- unique shift in the pattern that I've seen with uh, other very successful sellers like yourselves is that we're innovating this marketplace, right? You're, you're taking some other brand or product, putting it in your own packaging or adding your own unique item to the bundle, right? And now it can be sold under your brand registered account under your brand. So you can add a plus content to it. You can add it to your Amazon store. You can do sponsored video ads, which really is the game changer. Now I'm, I'm spending a lot of time focusing on that instead of trying to compete with everybody. That's the top page sponsored ads. I'd rather focus on making a quick video for the product where nobody else is trying to compete and, and run that sponsored video ad. So we're, we're actually about to jump into that segment of coaching with you guys. 
I love that, that, you know, we've come this far down this road, but man, I just see a huge wide open blue ocean ahead of us of stuff that I'm going to show you guys, because I love being able to take that, you know, a business, right. Especially a father and son business, you know, family business and take them through those progressive steps and work with them long-term to where we come out the other end, way exceeding all of our expectations on this stuff. That for me is where I have a blast. I I forget about that. This is my job or this is what I do for income. And I just, you know, I've learned a huge lesson about all that. You fall in love with people. If you fall in love with people, you know, in business, it's going to, it's going to, you know, people are going to mirror you in that. And, you know, the, the results that you can get out of that, like, you know, I have, I have partners from all over the world sending me pallets from everywhere, starting from very humble beginnings. And now it's like blowing up for them and it goes crazy. And that excitement to me is the best thing about what I get to do other than being a dad, right. For me and my family and that stuff, but seeing people thrive and being able to give them that one little golden nugget that changes the whole course and direction of all of it. To me, it's so satisfying. And Nathan, I'm always saying, man, we get so many golden nuggets every time we talk to you. Yeah. And, and, and here's the thing, Jim, if, if you hear Nathan going on and on here, there, there is no way I could pay enough money for this. I have gotten 10,000 times more value than I actually paid for the coaching program. It's absolutely insane. The value that we've gotten from being coaching students. And, 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 and I love to hear it, you know, and, and after 16 years and having heard that many, many times, does it ever get old brother? Yeah, no. <laughs> No, it doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. You know, we, we live for that. We, and, and Nathan's heard, I mean, Nate knows, you guys may not know this. When I hired Nate, it's been 16, 17 plus years ago, I went through three guys in his position in about four months who didn't get what I was trying to do. And they, t- they all two guys, I let them go, told me I was crazy. It'll never work doing it the way you're trying to do it. But I said, I don't want complaints about the sales process. And I've told that I've shared this on the podcast before. Like, we only want to work with people who really want to work with us. We're not going to twist anyone's arm or force them into something they don't want to do. We want people who really want to work with us. And the other parameter I had is we'll shut the whole thing off if we're not getting success stories. Yeah. So, we're like, we're really going to get involved with these people. We're not going to try to get the sale and then keep them around long enough so they don't refund. A lot of the industry is built that way. It's kind of sad and tragic. So yeah. we're going to be involved in these people's lives in a big way. I think it's relational. I think, I think it's a we, relational experience they're signing up for. I and think, they got it from day I, one. I think what's really important is that we really have always felt like, like they're invested in our success. Right. We, yeah. we are. Our reputation has become tied to your results. Well, I don't, I don't even feel like it's, it's part of reputation. I just feel like there's a, a level of like, caring about other human yeah. beings that, that we've gotten from, from yeah. coaching. Yeah. Yeah. We call preeminence. Yeah. yeah. God instinctively gave it to you. Everyone has it. You can't live without it. Yeah. You know? And I think it's also like, it's gone from, from coaching to friendship, you know, to family. It, yeah, yeah, partnership. There's, there's like, there's such like relationship that's built. Yeah. In, the, in the process of coaching. That's, that's really quite fun. Well, you're actually tapping into something that's thousands of years old. It, it, has to do with business success that you can go to every major business school in the country right now. No one's going to talk about this. Now, 50, 80 years ago, those schools were talking about this consistently. They don't talk about it anymore though. We all think that relationships are one of these nice add-on side benefits of doing business well. 
No, like, it's all- most people would agree with that. Like, yeah, if you do business well, you're going to form some nice relationships along the way. No, the reality is the reason business exists is to enhance relationships. That's the Judeo-Christian biblical approach to business is the, the only reason business exists is to enhance and build strong, lifelong, mutually beneficial relationships. It's, it's a divine design that rewards us for serving each other well. So when you come from and your foundation is built on, the whole goal is that we can look back over our shoulders and the money's almost the cherry on top. The relationship is the true asset that we've built. That's when you're doing business the right way. And we've built it into every structure we have around here to the greatest extent that it's possible. And the internet makes that challenging. So to be able to do things like this that illustrate these multi-year relationships that have been built and doing it the right way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love a chance to, to kind of show off Nate too, man. He's so much behind the scenes doing so much of the heavy lifting around here. So that's, when I get a chance to have I, him here on, on the podcast. That's kind of where I like to be, Jim, just real quick about that. Just yeah. so people, the listeners understand. I like to be the guy behind the guy. And for many years, I've been the guy behind the guy for a lot of people you probably heard of in the marketing realm and different you know areas. But it's it's actually, Jim, it's really a true honor to be that with you. And you'll notice it's the people that aren't clamoring for the spotlight or the ones that usually get that spotlight. And I've kind of shied away from it because, you know, I'll never be a book author, but that's why I, I you know, I'm here to try to feed good ideas to you because Jim, I've met every big marketing guy out there and none of them can even hold a candle to you as a person. There are great marketers. There are people that are brilliant, that are genius, but just the culture, the way that you do it is so much different, you know? And I think that that that's what attracts people like Tracy and Jared that give me the opportunity to really work and do what I love to do where, you know, having that human to human connection for me is, you know, I get up in the morning and I'm like, I, it, it doesn't feel like work to me. I get to do this. And you know, what's cool is we've changed a lot of lives over the last 16 going on 17 years now. And man, I, I, I don't want to do it with anybody else. I, I, you know, and, and this community, uh, I mean, it's become our ministry. It's become my heart, you know, it's become, you know, not being able to do it for me would be like the loss of a loved one. Right. You'd be mourning that for the rest of your life. Yeah. It, it's That's truly become it, like it's truly become like family. And I, I love the comments that that our guests have made today. You know, Tracy and Jared have reflected that it, it's a strong, it's a strengthening of relationship. But one thing I have to say, man, anytime that I'm positioned as like the guy in the spotlight, mm-hmm. I think the one thing that I will take credit for is I've set up a platform where people of credibility and character and ability to produce can step onto. But you got to bring that. We're not just going to let you on the stage because we like you. That's not enough. I mean, I like a lot of people that I would never allow onto this stage, but I, we've set up a pretty good system of saying, hey, if you've got something that works and you've proven it works and you've taught a few of us and you've, we've replicated your success, here's a platform. That's our business model. So it's not really so much about me as it is this set of rules that we operate under where only the stuff that's proven gets on stage. And we've, we guard that gate you know, fervently, we, we take it very seriously. And which means you never know who's going to be on the stage. It's not their personality. It's they've produced, they've got a great story to tell. They're doing something cool. They can teach us. Here's the stage. It's not, Hey, here's all my buddies from the industry. Let's all, you know, sign up for a conference with all my friends. You know, that might be interesting, but there's nothing proven to that model. Uh, I think that's what's sustained us for so long, but uh, let's get back over to, to, to the story. I, w- I want to hear more of like, what else have we left out today, Tracy and Jared? You know, are there other elements of your story that you'd like to hit 
to encourage. I appreciate the shout out for coaching for sure, uh, because more people, there's a lot more people that need it than are signed up for it. I can tell you that because we just don't push it that hard. We could push it really, really hard. We could really twist people's arms and they'd thank us later, but that's not the way we do it. We rely on testimonials like yours. So I appreciate that. But what else do you guys have to, to share with the community today? Well, I, I definitely want to just just go back a second to, um, you know, that the conferences are just so important. And I'm so glad that, you know, we were able to meet that this last time in Tampa, looking forward to future ones. You know, there are things that are offered that are not pushed at the conferences that are making a huge difference. And our tax service, for example. Is, is really important. And um, so we're using uh, a shout out to uh, to Tax Century. And that came through uh, Keystone. Yeah. Through Keystone. Well, I was a little skeptical at first, but uh, we've gotten so much value out of that. And that's really, really helped. Saved us a lot of money this year. It's crazy. So important. And, you know, it's one thing to get a recommendation, but when you can get with somebody face to face, it was really, really huge. And so we've also taken advantage of their entity creation service. And so now, and this is this whole thing with being kind of attacked on, on our brand name pushed us forward. And so now we have a company, LLC in Oregon. We have an LLC now in Washington and we have a holding company in Wyoming. Yep, and they do everything. They protect you. See, that's, that's my whole point is so huge. protect the business. Yeah, don't build it and grow it and leave it out to chance. I mean, if you don't know what your numbers are, I see this all the time with clients because, you know, and as a coaching company, we're not, we're not, you know, we, we train people and educate them, but we can't give you tax advice. Uh, we're not CPAs. We're not attorneys, but we've found the right ones. And, you know, if you're not protecting your business and leaving it and you're leaving it to chance, you know, you want this business to be long-term. And, and if you get those things set up properly from the get-go, you can move forward confidently that, you know, I mean, there's always going to be adversity, but at least you're protected that, you know, from every angle. Yeah, like and you're making it a more valuable asset too, when it's transitioned some, at yeah. some point, all businesses transition to, they either go away or they transition to a new owner at some point. Yeah. But, and but, you're at, you're making tremendous valuable additions to this yeah. castle. You're building the moat around the castle and you're, you know, you're putting some alligators in the moat and totally. now you're building a new castle with a new moat around it. And pretty soon you you stand back and you've got something that can be transitioned, sold, you know, you've done it right. So if you're going to put in that hard work, yeah, we've got the people. And I love that Nate points that out. We'll put links to all of that, by the way, in the show notes at silentgym.com for this episode. We'll have links to all these interesting things. Some of these are services that are only for our coaching students. And some of them are things that we can certainly refer you over uh, as well. So we'll have a link to support too, if you have questions. Well, but yeah, I love that you guys brought that up. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, it's important to go to the conferences. I think that it's easy as business people, whether we're new in business or have been around for a while, that sometimes we can miss the quarters because we're too busy picking up pennies. And it's so important to do things right. And so, for example, I formed the first LLC myself, right? It's only $100 to file it in Oregon, but to have it done by a law firm and then all of a sudden, I've got all these documents that showed up to actually protect me, to like cross the T's and dot the I's. And it's just like I was saving money, but I was cheating myself. 
in that process. And sometimes we don't want to just spend where, where we should spend, right? Just like I built my own website years ago to show wholesalers that I was actually legitimately in business, right? And you can look at it and you can see that I did it myself, right? But when you invest to have a professional website built, the look, the professionalism is just like, there was like an old commercial, Jim, V8 tomato juice, you know? Well, I could have had a V8. Yeah, you slap yourself in the head. Yeah. yeah it, it's like that. <laughs> and, and there's a, you've just uncovered another thousands and thousands of year old concept from, again, the Judeo Christian business ethic that we use for our company. And it says basically this if you have a chance to pay a lot of money for a pro to do a job in just a few minutes versus saving yourself a ton of money and doing it yourself and thinking, well, I'm going to pick up some new skills. Ah, I'll just pay a few dollars and a little bit of my time. And I need to know this probably anyway. If you're given the choice between those two options, always, always, always pay the pro. Use specialists. Yes. Be a specialist and use specialists. I mean, as we're sitting here recording this episode, I had just had someone cut my grass and I think I'm going to owe them 40, 50 bucks. You know, like people like, oh, you don't cut your own grass. That's true. No, I'm sitting here delivering tens of thousands of dollars of value to listeners around the world instead of cutting my own grass. And the same thing could be said for what you just did. You paid a hundred bucks to do it yourself. And you probably paid significantly more than that to have a pro take a shot at it and find all kinds of stuff you missed, all corrected all kinds of errors that you would have made otherwise. And you're thinking, man, I should have just gone with the pro to begin with. Yeah, well, we, we should have contacted Humminbird from the get-go. Yeah, exactly. So the time, the money, the energy, let a pro handle it. Humminbird, who, who we're using... And, you know, Humminbird, you know, bang for your buck is, is, has been great. And they're, they're really taking the time to dial in what we really want our website to represent. And, and hey, why don't you take a quick, like we've mentioned Humminbird a few times now, buddy. I mean, I've, I've got a vested interest in that. You know, it's, I, mm-hmm. I'm very involved with it, but it's your company that well, you've built. What do you guys do? Give us the quick and dirty. I've, I've taken the lead. You're founder of that too. Um, but what I was going to say is I see this all the time now that I'm in the business of helping people get brand registry and getting their trademarks set up. And I would I would recommend to never try to do your own trademark and, and bypass having an attorney do it. Always, always, always have an attorney because one of the things that's happening right now is China is flooding the US Patent and Trademark Office with everything that they can possibly trademark. They're trying to take up every name. They're starting with this letter and A, B, C, D, E, A, B, C, D, E, F, A, B, C, B, and they're trying to just trademark everything that they possibly can. So it's got those trademark inspectors running around like chickens with their head cut off because there's so much. It's making the time longer, but but when a real attorney files it, you know, uh, not only does the trademark office look at it and go, yep, that goes to the front of the line, but infringers, counterfeiters, People that would infringe on that that intellectual property, when they see, they'll look it up. And if they see an attorney of record, rather than just a person, a registered, putting it in there, you're not really protected. And if you you don't know all the terminology and all the legalese within intellectual property, once again, it's getting all the way down the road and then realizing, oh, wow, I I didn't protect myself. Now I have to go and start all over from scratch. And and one of the stories we hear a lot too, Nate, is people will get some momentum on Amazon thinking, oh, I'll take care of that legal stuff later. And they'll get their brand rolling or whatever, pick a name out of the air and just kind of throw something at the wall. Once it gets momentum and you think, oh, I better trademark this. Well, it's probably too late because others on Amazon have noticed the momentum and they're probably already out there swiping your idea right out from underneath you. 
So if you do start, and this is one of the reasons why we say, and this may feel like we're getting off into the weeds a little bit here, you know, because a lot of the times I try to make sure this podcast has a lot to say to new sellers. That's a lot of our listeners. If you're brand new, this is stuff that can wait, but this is where you're going. If you're going to build a seven-figure plus maybe even eight-figure business doing the stuff we teach around here, you'll be talking about this stuff eventually. You'll want to take care of these details early in the game once you start to transition out of replans into wholesale into building your own brand. We're here. Humminbird, there's a link in the notes. Yeah. Branding, graphics, website, build, me, all that let stuff. Let me that go into the, that concept of Humminbird a little bit more so people really understand. Yeah. As being a coach all these years, you know, we'd say, okay, let's get your Amazon account going. Okay, here's how you find products. Here's how you make sales. Here's how you make profit. Here's how you do the numbers. And they get going and they, okay, and they start building a brand and then they got a product. And then, then they come to me and they go, okay, I got this figured out. What do I do next? And I go, okay, let's pull out my illustration of the marketing wheel. Okay, now you need a YouTube. Now you need a Facebook. Now you need a this, that, the other, all these different things. And their eyes just glaze over and they're like, can I just pay someone to do that for me? Yeah, all those spokes in the wheel. And so I decided to create a, a company that helps those things. We create promotional videos for your sponsored video ad for your product, if your brand registered, and we are getting unbelievable traction on that at like 25 cents a click. Do you need a business card? Do you need an insert card to get put into your product so that you can hook, hide, and hold those customers back to your website now or into your fold deeper where they can you, you can have a referral program where if they refer others to your business, which those are the best types of leads in business or referrals. And but, Amazon but, lets us do this if we're brand registered now too. Yes, they, so they I specialize. Yeah, I specialize in brand registry and getting the trademark set up, but all of the features that open up with brand registry, we do. So like some people, they're better at finding and sourcing products than they are at doing the artwork and taking the product photography. We do product photography, we do infographics, we do A-plus content, we do the entire Amazon store build out, uh, we design the insert cards. I've got a team of the best designers you wouldn't even believe how good these guys are and who they've done work for. It's just, you know, my partner, Michael Gray, is he comes from the New York uh, agency level. I mean, you know, I, I'd come up with neat artwork and say, Michael, what do you think about this? He goes, ah, that sucks. You need to change this. And what sucked is it would hurt my feelings, but like, he's right. He's good. I'm, you, you, and you hit the nail on the head, Tracy, when you said, oh man, I, you can tell that I built that website because it just doesn't have that polish. And that's the thing is that, suppliers, they look at that. We just created a new service that creates a, a wholesale presence website. So when you go out and contact wholesalers to get an account, they're going to look you up. And if you don't have like a website that this is my company and an address that this is my company and it looks professional, they're not going to want to do business with you. If you don't have any type of a value proposition on that site, explaining kind of what you do and how you do it and, and showing that you have a professional presence, they're not going to want to do business with you. So for 300 bucks, we will clone out a website with your name and all your information on it. And we can get that turned around in under a week to you give us what you want your domain name to be. And we can pump that out. That's one of the services. So all these different services that Humminbird does is more of like a, you don't want the labor pains. You just want the baby. Okay. We'll take care of the labor pains for you and give you the baby, you know, and that's kind of what we've learned to specialize is that business owners. And when they get to your level, Tracy, you need to not be dealing with the things like product photography and things that we can do for less than you can do at a higher level of quality. But if you have a, pro a partner in that realm, 
What's neat about this is, is as you come back to the bird feeder with Humminbird, the price gets lower and lower and lower and lower and lower and lower because that long-term relationship is what we're going for. And we don't want to take on that agency model of, oh, you know, to engage with us, it's 10 grand, you know, and you're going to get all these things that's going to take us six months to fulfill. Now, let's just get you exactly what you need today for as little as possible, turn the result and bring that revenue that it generates back into the fold and do the next step and, and take a very slow and steady wins the race approach. And that's why we created Humminbird is because you know, I mean, uh, it, it just was definitely needed over years and years of people telling me, can I just pay someone to do that? I yeah, figured, just well, the demand. well, well yeah. they were going out to other people that were just not giving them a good deal. Coming back not, to us with problems. Yeah. Yeah. So and we not providing the ourselves. Yeah. So, well, so think, I, oh, when you I, have like a, a one-stop shop, you know, we're, you know, first, if you like with Hummingbird first, we you know, had our branding and you took the time to get it to know us when we're really dialing in that brand. And then when you transition into, oh, okay, the website, there's all that time that you've spent getting to know us and getting to know our brand that really translates into the next step with the website. Mm -hmm. It injects your brand. It injects your brand DNA into it, who you guys are and what you're really all about so that the customers connect with it and the story. Because that's that's the key to branding is the shortest distance between you and the relationships you want or the, or the customers you want is that story. And that's really story brand. Yeah, yeah. Michael Gray was so great at drawing that out of us. It's like, you think it'd be an easy question to answer, who are you? But that's not an easy question. You know, who are you? What do you stand for? What what do you represent? What do you want your customers to feel? Well, I'm an Amazon business. Well, no, you're not. You're more than that. Mm -hmm. You know, it it was a phenomenal process. Yeah. You really are building an extension of yourself. That's what a business is. And and Michael and our team at Humminbird, yeah, he does a great job of drawing those things out of you so that you're, it's something you're proud of and excited to, to share. And you you can wear it almost as a label of who, who you are and what you're about at the end of the process. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just grateful. Well, man, we are too, for you. Nate, I just can't believe that we've got you know, at this point, thousands of stories like this of real lives, real people doing business together, buying warehouses, moving families around the country so they can be together to do this stuff. And it's just, it's a huge blessing to be in this, this position. Is, this I, is, I can't, no. I can't process all of it. It's you great. Know, to call like this and, you know, as much as you want to, you know, play it off that, that you, you know, you, you have great leadership, man. And, and at the top of it, I've seen a lot of organizations been involved in a lot. And some that didn't last that had really great ideas and people, but you know, um, that leadership shines through my friend. And, and that's why I pitched my wagon to you, man. I, I, you know, other opportunities coming, I'm, I'm not even attracted to it just because of the type of, we all know about the law of attraction, right? And, you know, Jim, you just attract a lot of great people. It's been absolutely, it, it makes my job easier to help them because, you know, we're attracting the right like-minded people. I, I have to laugh, you know, when you say attract the right kind of, I think what we've done is we attracted a lot of people and we repelled all the wrong ones. And what are you left with? <laughs> you wow. know, because at times I'm pretty bold about what it is we stand for around here. And uh, I get plenty of hate mail and I'm just like, you know, like, like we say sometimes, you know, one of the biggest favors someone can do when you first meet them and like, hmm, I wonder if this person's going to stick around, but if this person's going to work out. If this person's going to bring value to my life or not, one of the best things that can happen is you know, they ask you, you loan them some money <laughs> and they don't pay you back. That's a huge favor they've just done you. It's like, because they're gone forever now and you're repelled one of the wrong people, right? 
Uh, whereas if they pay you back plus interest and do you a favor, you're like, hmm, that's an interesting person. This thing might be going somewhere, right? It's like one of those little indicators. Well, we've repelled a lot of the wrong people. They just kind of drift away. What you're left with some people that really love serving. We're in it for the right reasons. And we're in a culture that's in decline and small business owners are part of saving. They're the heroes of our culture. And I, I think people who resonate with that, man, I, we just love surrounding ourselves with people of integrity that can capture that vision or just people who buy our courses and want to hang out and get some good content. That's fine too. But uh, the people at the core of our organization, man, are, I, if I'm anything, it's because of them. Just the people of integrity that have poured their lives into what it is we've built around here. So it's great. Always great getting an update from you, Nate. But I want to give our guests one last chance. You know, this episode is time to start winding it down just for length purposes. But, you know, if is there anything else on your list, Tracy, that you guys wanted to make sure and mention or drive home today? I don't want to, I don't want to take the microphone away from me uh, too soon here. Well, you know, Jim, you're always talking about, you know, bringing, bringing dads home. Yeah. And so I just want to acknowledge what a gift it is for me that I get to work with my dad every day. You know, we get to spend a lot of time together. And uh, I don't know a lot of father and sons that we get to work together and travel together and we're roommates. And, you know, we just, we have a gift. Jerry, that's awesome. And and this is an audio only episode. I wish I could show people the picture of like, you know, dad's so proud right now. And you just put your hand on dad's shoulder and like, you know, that that's the reason that Nate and I do this. If moments like that stopped happening, I'm out, you know, I'll, I'll go be a manager at a fast food restaurant or something. You know, on a normal year, you know, that's one thing, but this has been a 18 months of pandemic where families don't see each other. They're Skype and face FaceTime only. And throughout this entire time, you know, we've just been together, nose to the grindstone, you know, doing our thing. And so yeah. I think it's just throwing out like a moment of gratitude. Mm-hmm. We're, we're really fortunate to be able to, to do this together and to be employed during this time when so many people aren't employed and, and to be building something like this. Yeah, really- You're hiring people. <laughs> you're growing, you're expanding. I mean, that noise we heard in the background during this episode, I kind of liked it. Like yeah. that's growth, that's expansion, that's, you know, stuff happening. It's kind of like that, that feeling we all had when construction finally started again after, what was it, 2008, as everything stopped. And then you saw houses going up again and you're like, I like seeing crews on roofs and, you know, drywall. And it, and that's what we had in the background today during this episode is you, you guys know, I, were- I had to step away for a moment because, you know, you can do replans online. You don't have to do replans in the store. Right. I, have, I have an on-track guy right now delivering 150 packages from Walmart. Right. Yeah. So, um, One of your shoppers bringing in a load. Right? Yeah. Bring, you know, bringing in three or $4,000 worth of money in the bank uh, once it's all said and done, right? One of the hardest things in a new business, and when the business is your baby, the hard, one of the hardest things is delegation. Mm, true. It is so hard to take your hands off things and say, here, you handle this. And that's one of the things that I'm learning the most these days is how to delegate. Yeah, you know, we you have to, whether, whether it's our VA or, or tiring employees here in the warehouse and it's hard to delegate, but the advantages and what you get back is, is really, really great. Absolutely. Yeah. You have to delegate, you know, um, and that's been something that I've struggled with for many years, man. You know, you're not alone. It's, I mean, even guys that have been, I mean, I've been selling stuff online since 95, you know, we didn't make a dime until 97 until eBay. And 
still to this day, I mean, I've had a, bit, a long time. I still struggle with, you know, oh, I'll just get in there and do that. And you know, when you're the CEO of a business, you're wearing all these hats. And until you can master that one thing that you're talking about right there, Jared, really your leadership is, you know, that's the, I've had a tough time. That's why I feel more comfortable kind of under the umbrella of Jim's leadership, you know, is just because I know I still have room to grow in terms of being a leader in a lot of different areas, right? It's the leadership is really the hardest part of being a business owner, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, once you it, it, the, the journey is replacing yourself, making yourself less and less necessary to the process. Yep. Right. Uh, and rewarding those, rewarding to the greatest extent possible those who step into those gaps as you step out of them. And so you become an unnecessary observer <laughs> of this process that you've that you've built. And that's the journey. We all like to feel like we're important and needed. And when the truth is, we're all here temporarily. So what are we going to leave that sustains as we become... I don't want to be important or needed. Yeah. Yeah. That's the humility that's required. That's why I think you know those of us who come from the Judeo-Christian ethic, again, have such a huge advantage. I look at these guys who have made themselves so necessary and central to what they've built. Their name, their face, their voice has to be there or nobody shows up. I've said from day one, the best events we'll ever have are the ones I don't even show up to, right? Those are the ones I'm looking forward to. And I'm on stage very little when we do have events. And you know what? Nobody complains. And that's beautiful. <laughs> no one says, man, I want to hear Jim more. I'm like, no, that, that's not a structure that's going to sustain, right? 20 years from now, that's, you know, that just means we've built it around one personality. We can't have that. So that's why we were always raising up other great leaders. And I would encourage you guys and the listeners as well. You've got a story to share, share it. You've got an idea that you think can improve things, prove that it works, and let's take it out to the rest of the community. And you can make a lot of money doing that. I mean, we're putting around 500 students through a new course we launched a couple of weeks ago right now. And the person who created the course is making most of the money, right? That's how we do things around here. So there's plenty of room for leadership. Step up. And I love that you guys delivered some huge lessons. I feel like I got to know you better today. Uh, it's really cool getting to know you a little bit. Jerry, I've had a couple of chats with your dad in the past, but Man, this is this has been time well spent, I think. So uh, unless anyone has anything they want to say, this is getting to be a longer episode. We need to wrap it up. But anything last you want to do or say before we wrap this one up? I just want to say that I am living the dream. You know, being able to do this, to be not dependent, to work with my kids. It's it's living the dream. Our, our youngest son is building his own business now. And our, our my oldest son was working for us until recently. And it's just like the quality time. And just to know that they are long-term set. It's, it's building a business like this is leaving a legacy of knowledge and how to do it. Yeah, building that spirit, that entrepreneurial spirit. I think every kid should have, but that's another episode for another day. But you've done a great job as a dad. And I love seeing families doing this together. These are the most popular episodes too. People love listening and get to know folks. And uh, and just an honor to hang out with you guys today. And Nate, you know, I love you, man. I, you, we could do this for three more hours and, and deliver value, yeah. but we got to cut this one off at some point. Oh man, man. So. your phone's about to die, right? Like that's, that's what it is with me. You don't want to put a quarter in me, man. I'll talk face <laughs> off. I've got, that's something I've been working on too, as a leader is, you know, you got two ears and two eyes and, you know, one mouth, one you know? mouth. That's right. Man, there's, there's a lot of value in silence. I'm reading a great book on the topic right now, actually. I try to stay quiet as much as I can, and I keep getting pushed into these leadership roles. I'm like, oh, I like being quiet and learning. <laughs> Man, what a team we've got. Success leaves clues. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having us, Jeff. Yeah, thanks so much. to be here today. Thank you, guys. Well, let me talk to the listeners here for just a second. We'll wind this one down. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I say this all the time. 
if it was just me and these three guys hanging out today, I would have had a blast. So hopefully you got some tremendous value from it as well. These are real people speaking from the heart, sharing what they know, plenty of new ideas and strategies mixed in with the fact that, man, this isn't just about building a business. This is about doing life a different way. And hopefully that's ignited something in you about what's possible. These guys, like Nate said earlier, they're heading for a three, $5 million business very soon. They've got this infrastructure. They're going to go way past a million this year. They're just blowing it out of the water. So hopefully that ignited something in you today. We love bringing you these success stories. But one last reminder, jump to silentgym.com. That's where all the show notes are with all the links we talked about today. And if you would do us a favor, if you're on listening on your favorite podcast app, whatever that happens to be, leave us a review, leave us five stars. We really appreciate that. We had no marketing budget for this show, just people spreading the word and telling the world how much they enjoy this show. That's our marketing. So we really appreciate when you help us out with that. But until next time, we will have another great show for you very soon. God bless all the business building warriors out there. We love you. We're praying for you. We're in your corner. Jump into our community if you're not in there yet. It's free. Free Facebook group. What are you waiting on? SilentGym.com has the link. We'll talk to you again real soon. Thanks, Jim. Hey, before I let you go, one last reminder about Sellix.com, S-E-L-L-I-C-S.com. They can help you analyze your pay-per-click campaigns for free with their market-leading Amazon PPC evaluation tool. Get started now by visiting Sellix.com slash SilentSales. After you submit your request, you'll receive a monthly email that shows you the exact changes you should be making to achieve a lower average cost per sale spend on your ads. Plus, I want to remind you that all listeners today receive an optional bonus call with a Celix pay-per-click expert to discuss your campaigns. That's a $400 value. So start evaluating your campaigns now for free by visiting Celix.com slash silent sales. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.